0: Hey Javi, Uh, thanks for having me. I'm Ajin Abraham, Uh, I'm a security researcher. I work as a product security engineer for Trend Micro.
1: Is that the job title, product security engineer?
0: Yeah, I mean, the title can be security researcher, product security, but pretty much uh, uh, the role or the actual job duty is more like uh, uh, product security.
1: Where do you work? Where are you based at? Where are you from and where are you now?
0: Yeah, I'm from Kerala. I'm from uh, Kanur uh, in Kerala. Uh, Now I'm in Montreal, uh, where the Trends uh, application security team is based out.
1: Which field are you specializing in? You said information security and uh, product security. Is that what you are specializing in?
0: Yeah, uh, pretty much into application security research and uh, product security related activities.
1: What is your story? How did you land in uh, product security? Uh, What was the starting and How did you reach here?
0: Long story short, uh, I was pretty much into electronics. I love to do a lot of uh, stuff with respect to hardware, Uh, Not in terms of IOT as we know today, but more in terms of resistance. Uh, If I remember correctly, I had a cousin uh, who is actually doing his diploma in electronics. And I was pretty much around him uh, for most of the time because he actually make cool stuff, like make bulbs glow, music uh, flow, things like that. I mean, that pretty much kept me curious. So my initial um, days, I was more into... uh, Buying electronic components like ICs, transistors, and all those small components. I mean, even though I don't know a lot of it, a lot with a lot of help from him, I used to make. Uh, I mean, I used to buy a soldering kit for myself. I mean, that was when I was in seventh or sixth, I think, not sure. But yeah, I mean, that's a story. Uh, more into electronics, try to build a lot of stuff. Um, at a, I mean, and later at a point, I realized that uh, there is only too little I can do because being a kid who's going to schools, I don't have much money to spend on this. Also, there is not much parts that are available in Kerala. Like if I was in Bangalore or any other metropolitan, maybe I'd have more opportunities. But um, for a kid, a school kid at that time, I had like pretty limited uh, availability of hardware and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I think because of my education and related stuff, my dad got me a computer. Like most others, I was pretty much into gaming, uh, trying out almost everything that I can find out in the internet, like every free software I tried to download and install that. Uh, and that that's how it went forward for a long time. Uh, also in the meantime, since it's not really a well-built computer, it's a budget computer. It, it breaks down a lot. So a uh, couple of it is because of what I do, a couple of the reasons. Um, and. I used to try out things to fix them, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. I just tried and sometimes my dad get pissed. The fact that I'm opening up the CPU cabinet and doing things that I have no idea of. I get electrocuted uh, once where I try to do the SMPs, Uh, but I never stopped. I I kept doing that and that's how I mean kind of my hardware uh, my, my ambition or passion towards hardware or electronics and that move on like that um and at the same time in school uh, what happened was that we were doing our eight standard and um, we had like c introduction to c uh, as a syllabus but the teacher told that it's too boring for kids you don't um, feel good about it or you don't really I mean, find it beneficial by printing some stars in X format or Y format, or maybe uh, multiply two numbers. But w- what's the fun in that? So instead of C, she actually, uh, she was actually a very good programmer. Um, and she actually taught us uh, visual basic.net, which was a GUI programming language at that time. Also, friend I mean, that was quite fascinating for me, um, the fact that you are pretty much limited in the electronics world uh, because of lack of a lot of components and uh, um, the money that you have at that time there is no limitation with computers it's just score you can build what you imagine you can make something that looks like microsoft Paint or microsoft not part and that's like really fascinating for a kid uh, i mean again uh with whatever we were taught at that time it's not like the knowledge that we had is not enough to uh build anything more than a fancy looking calculator maybe so that's the level of knowledge that we had then there is also a lot of limitation like for academics you don't need to build something like that right but i was really um, like really really excited about it i want to build music players with my own schemes that looks like vnap or uh, similar music players at that time Um, so what i did was i actually there was something called planet source code i mean not we can say something like GitHub of that time. So there people actually share a lot of their uh, Visual Basic uh, source code. I, I go over there, download their code. I mean, 70% of time I cannot even compile them. I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing. But eventually with enough trial and error and effort, I managed to run them. And then I try to grab out the code that I like. I mean, I don't have the knowledge to write that. So I try to take that particular UI, a uh, couple of code from here and there, Try to join them, and and I made a lot of things. I mean, I, it's really funny. I, I call it. I made something what I call as uh, an operating system GUI, which has almost a start menu, uh, the typical application of the thing. It's just a shell. But that was really, um, I mean, that was really fascinating to do something like that. So uh, along that line, I also uh, had situations where I don't have access to code, and then I figured out something called a dotnet. Disassembler or decompiler that allows you to decompile the code of what people have uh, written from the binaries. Uh, Probably that's my first introduction to reverse engineering, even before knowing that's actually called reverse engineering. I mean, I use that tool, decompile the source code, and then try to add that logic to what I was building. Uh, I mean, morally it might be wrong, but yeah, I mean, I'm just learning, I'm just trying out things. I have no idea what I'm doing, uh, but I want to do something. So that uh, brings me into programming side. I did a lot of programming there. Uh, I tried to reverse engineer a lot of stuff. I also did some web development uh, in the, like. I, I have a habit of making notes of what I do, but instead of writing it as notes uh, and forgetting about it, I try to make articles or videos about it. And I used to publish that because I know a little bit of web development at that time. I mean, not really web development, but some HTML and CSS stuff. So with the help of friend page, I published what I was doing. I wrote a couple of desktop application and uh, that's how I, I actually progressed a bit into programming, uh, even before knowing a lot of fundamentals uh, about how it stuff, how stuff work, uh, how it should be written. I mean, most of the things that I ra- ra- write at that time, they were not ideally written. It's just that I hacked a couple of things to make it work. Even today, that's what I do. I hack a couple of things and make it work even though it's not the most ideal, like stable or scalable stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean, eventually I moved into a lot of stuff uh, similar to that along that line um, that give into that, that actually, you know, mostly it's around my curiosity. What if I do this? What if I do that? Uh, How can I make it behave like that? So mostly around that I moved into it. I used Google and whatever that was available at that time, and then eventually slided into the field of information security. Not knowingly, but this curiosity landed me there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still learning a lot, um, I would say. So that's how, that's kind of like, from what I can remember, this is how I actually ended up in uh, information security.
1: That's a nice story starting from electrical electronics Moving on slowly to coding, then into disassembling, then uh, to the vast major, major field of information security. Uh, talking about that hacking together things part, uh, that is one of the thing that I uh, really loved seeing in you. Uh, I haven't uh, following your work for a long time. I, I think from your college days itself, you started going to conferences, started publishing, uh, res- uh, research papers tools and uh conference talks uh, then one thing i really loved is that it's a it's it's a it's a big uh, th- these solutions are not small solutions these are big solutions say i have used your tool xenotex uh, which is uh, for uh, finding and exploiting cross site scripting issues and on the other end you have mobsf which is for testing uh, mobile applications then you have offsetx which is a training uh, for people so the solutions you build the creativity in it uh, that is really amazing uh, also the tool node.js can. i recently heard that you, you are not just uh, developing something and letting it go uh, uh, the, like a few, few days ago you presented something about uh, in, in uh, using semgrip uh, which is a uh, uh, new trend in information security so you are starting using that as your core rule engine uh, for, uh, for making the uh, reducing false positives uh, so that is great and that makes me thinking uh, you are so good in bringing these new ideas and solutions so what if you were not in infosec, or what if you were not in it uh, what will you do i want both the answers what if you what if uh, you are uh, going uh, outside in or what if you are going outside it what will you do
0: if it was not for it that it would have been for electronics i would have find my way out and did something on that line but generally speaking um, i i mean i don't know how i can express it but it's more like if i like something if i really want to do something i don't really care about Anything else in the world, like nothing matters to me. I just fight really, really hard to get there. Um, that is something that keeps me motivated. That's something that helps me to achieve a lot of things. I think Infosys is just one of that example. Um, I don't really car racing.
1: Yeah, is the another car racing or bike racing?
0: That's just something that came in along the line. I mean, that's not something that's. That was there it was just an opportunity that i get at this time which i don't have like two years or five years back so i just do that i mean it's more about a recreational hobby and i, I really like doing that but professionally speaking no um to me I, I mean, i'm not sure i mean generally speaking it's more like if i really like something which i don't know right now other than uh, like infosec or electronics but if i had something at that point i would definitely uh like spend a lot of time put a lot of effort to make sure that it works for me professionally uh, but i don't really have anything to like nothing comes up to my mind other than for electronics so
1: like i said i have been try- uh, seeing you publishing tools uh, papers and conferences and you said something about papers that instead of making notes you actually make yeah the cell uh, notes you make are actually papers. so could you please walk us through uh, the tools you build and your conference journey, uh, all, all those type of activities.
0: I think uh, the first conference or security meet that I did was, um, if I remember correctly, it was DEFCON Bangalore. Um, like At that point of time, I have no idea what the community is. I never spoke with anyone. I'm, a, I'm not really introvert in a sense. Once I get to know people, I talk a lot. I, that They need, ask me to shut up. but if I don't know people, I don't normally like interact with them. I don't normally try to mingle a lot. No, that and barrier of entry is always there with me, and I sometimes I keep that in a sense that that's actually good. I mean, you don't really need to talk too much. The more you talk, uh, it's not good. Talk <laughs> so, is cheap. <sweet>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, i think uh, during my college days like i said i was doing a lot of stuff in um, programming Uh, then i was looking at like at that particular time uh, XSS was like one of the cheap thing that you could easily jump in uh, considering how easy it is to exploit that and how common it was so i was looking into some of the tools that were available at that time Um, there were a lot of command line tools uh, available at that time which were not really user friendly at least for a person who actually have no idea how to run a command or maybe have trouble executing or compiling a C program. That was not really very user friendly. I mean, I'm sure that there were people like me at that time who find it very difficult to deal with command line interface because even from college, you never started in command line interface. It's always Windows XP or Windows 98 and you always have the like, the UI, GUI part there you really pretty much kind of never used maybe command prompt for once or twice to run something that you have no idea of. So you you never get that feeling of running command line tools like we get in the Linux world. Once you start working on it professionally them on you really don't need a GUI. But at that end you don't have access to those. So even for a person who actually want to enter into the industry, lack of GUI tools is a big thing. That's a big turn down like he have no idea what to run what commands to give how to even troubleshoot if you see an exception how to fix it even today people don't know that so at that time I was looking into cross-site scripting and I found a lot of uh, command line tools that do very simple things and I also learned a lot more about it to understand what is it how it works um, what is actually the like the basic fundamentals behind it something that at that point, I realized that if you want to do something correctly, you need to go big deep, go to the roots and then do it from there. If you do take shortcuts, you will end up like everyone else. You know you know the thing, but you don't know it enough to like give a final verdict on what exactly it feels like, what exactly it looks like. I mean, you can talk about it, but that's it. You uh, act at a higher abstraction like everyone else, not just you, everyone else knows that. So the, at that time, I actually researched, uh, I wouldn't say research, I, I just looked into a lot of articles, uh, information that's available at that time, uh, how people uh, were using it for their benefit, etc. And then I found out that the most efficient way to find cross-site uh, scripting, for example, is to do it inside the process where the actual script get executed. You can do it at Python, you can do it at your programming language level, uh, and then try to figure out whether there's an access, that does not give you a guarantee that it works inside a browser. So the first thing that came into my mind was, yeah, there are three commonly used browsers. There is Firefox, there is Chrome, there is uh, Internet Explorer. Why not have the engines of these and then try to execute the payload inside of them. So that was one nice idea. Uh, also, in a sense, it looks really nice. Like you have the blue Internet Explorer, the orange Firefox, the green Chrome, I think, at that time. so. You have that UI and being a web development background and programming guy, I really like creating things like that. So it initially started as a dumb browser that has a list of lots of payloads and it just directly execute uh, these payloads inside these different browser engines. And I, I always ensure that all the uh, results are zero false positive because it, run, it runs inside a the browser. There's no way to have a false positive in generic sense. Um, I did that. I worked a lot. I mean, it was too much for what I know at that time, uh, but eventually it worked out, spent a couple of years. I think around one or one and a half years I spent on that even to get the basic thing working. Uh, Then I looked into the capabilities of how you can exploit, how you can fool people into uh, exploiting stuff. And at that time, I think Metasploit was getting really good, uh, like really good appreciation from the community. People were using, talking loudly about it. Uh, that all really inspired me and there were like tools like beef that that was available at that time which was like pretty really good uh, i would say which has a lot of developers working on it i mean for me i was just a college student at that time but then yeah i mean i made something now i need to talk about it i tried to create some youtube videos Mm, uh, not really uh, worked out at that time it was not really a big thing i mean one or two views and that's it i really want to talk about it i really want people to use it i mean i don't really find a way uh, that make people to use it because I have a Facebook page or I have like a LinkedIn. I don't even have a LinkedIn profile, but something around that line. I mean, I tried sharing things there. There are some people who are actually like-minded. They tried to try it out, and that's it. I mean, at least it was very easy for people to try it out. Just double click, you have everything there. And I also created videos on how to use them. Um, so uh, I just wanted people to try it and give me a feedback. Uh, that's when I try to understand what the community is like, what people are doing, um, how people are doing it, uh, what is this industry about, what other people are doing, who actually have tools or what other people are doing. So I looked into it. I found that there are things called conferences or meetups where people go and talk about this stuff. I never really am a guy who's comfortable speaking in front of people. I don't know. I never do that. and. Uh, but my schooling really helped me out i went into a school where i have no idea who these people are like i moved, changed the school so somehow that fear actually went away from me anyway i know i don't know these people so they can not have prejudice against me i mean they can have from now if i do it wrongly but otherwise i don't know these people so let's give a shot and the schooling time i try to look, do a lot of talking um, like trying to give this thank you sessions and uh, meetings and stuff like that, or give the introduction of different people who actually come there. I really enjoyed doing that, not because I really liked it, but I just want to go over my fear of speaking to people in public. I mean, all these things really influenced. So um, I submitted the proposal to one of the meets available at that time, CON Bangalore. There was a local chapter of CON. I went there, uh, I was literally shivering. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm trying to talk some thing that people already know or something that they don't, they think is nothing. I really, really don't know like what the level of people who are actually there, what their knowledge is. Uh, but luckily that went really well. People really liked it. I mean, people started writing blogs about it, people talked a lot about it. Uh, that gave me confidence to submit it to some of the well-known, I mean, I met a couple of people who actually told me that, yeah, there's things like Club Hack, there's things like Cocoon, Nalcon uh, happening around India, you should probably submit them. So I submitted to those, and I got selected in a couple of them. Uh, not all of them, but a couple of them. At that time, I think Clubhack, Nalcon, I got selected there. Um, with this new conference that I got from this small meet, I went there and presented, and I never looked back. I, I, I kind of get an act there. Um, then I also get opportunity to speak at uh, some conferences outside India. So the first conference I spoke outside India you know, was in South Korea. Again, I'm a student, it's expensive. They don't cover the fees. Uh, so my college actually helped me out. College actually spent half of the money, took half of the money. The rest my dad took. So with this help, I went there. Then I came back, spoke at Nalcon. And then there I met uh, some person, uh, an ex-military man called Banerjee. Uh, he really liked what I was doing. Uh, he, I told him that I also got accepted for black at uh, Europe but I don't have the means to go there. Uh, In a sense, I mean, I could do that, but that put too much effort on my dad, Uh, my brothers are learning, so I don't want to do that. He told that uh, you come to New Delhi, let's figure it out. So he works very closely with uh, one uh, businessman uh, who runs a company called ESEC Forte uh, in New Delhi. So I went uh, with them, I spoke with them. My chances were really low. I mean, I have like two days or three days to go to. Like at uh, Europe, I need. I don't even have the visa. They told that there is no way you're going to get the visa. We went to the, we, it was a journey. I mean, we went to the embassy. Uh, we actually did the application. In one day I got visa and then the next day I went to Europe. So there's a lot of things to it. But yeah, I mean, looking back, it's all,
1: I was lucky. When you uh, walk me through, uh, these are things that I can really relate. Uh, I have seen this journey happening, right? So the tool, tool was after beauty, Xenotex, uh, three uh, browser engines, different colors. I, I used to look at it and say, hey, uh, this is not just a... Back in that time, you had backtrack Linux, right? And all the tools are, like you said, command line. And there are hardly any people who designs uh, GUI. And uh, even when you do that, like uh, having that beauty, uh, that, that was really amazing. Uh, and it it was super hit. and yeah, going to conferences yeah it's an it's an expensive journey and uh, uh, i'm I'm really happy that you were able to uh, cross all the uh, hurdles and were able to reach people that that's uh, that's the important thing, right? You can write uh, thousands of tools, but if if no one is hearing about it then uh, it's it's of no use so that's really great. What is inspiring you to do this? I know uh, when you like, uh, like some subject, you really want to work on it. Say, uh, when you work on something, uh, is, the, is that the genie that is inspiring you, like working on or building some tools or solutions, or the final outcome, or it, or it is something else? Uh, do you have something else you look forward to? Uh, what is that uh, making you tick, making you going?
0: What really inspires me is the knowledge or the fact that I'm actually at the tip of iceberg, there is a lot to it. It's, you know, nothing, John Snow is what comes to my mind, like there is a a lot to it. There's only too little that you can learn during a time with what you have, like your physical capabilities, your brain capabilities or whatever it is, or your IQ, uh, at least for me. So there is a lot that's there to learn what you know is only a bit of it that actually keeps you push you forward to learn a lot more so i would say that the fact that you only know very limited things there is more to it you need to work hard uh, to get there even if you get there there is still more to it so that keeps me motivated like whatever i'm working on at the end of the day i know that yeah there are things i don't know i mean I don't like that feeling. I need to know more. I need to be a master of it. Even though that's technically impossible for any subject. I really, really try hard uh, to go there. So I think that's what inspires me that when I like something, the fact that I don't know a lot of about it is that the thing or the feeling that keeps me work hard or work more towards it, uh, to achieve something very similar to perfection. I mean, there's no, Perfection, but yeah, I mean, urging or moving towards uh, that line, but yeah, that's it.
1: So you are enjoying the thrill of uh, uh, of that chase, right? Getting uh, yeah. to know more.
0: Yeah, and also one thing I would like to add is that you can't. I mean, at least for me, I I, I cannot really enjoy something until unless I fail first. So if I if I'm lucky and I'm successful, that's it. Yeah, I'm happy and end of the day, on the next day, I look upon something else. But if I'm failing like consistently, like 70 or 80% of time, and you actually get the winning on the 30% of attempts, the joy that you get there, uh, you won't get that if you win it at the first place. You feel like you earned it. You worked really, really hard to reach there, even if it's a very simple thing. But that feeling, that is a really good feeling.
1: Uh, that i i can completely agree uh, it's a uh, yeah that joy is amazing yeah. uh the there is a general idea or framework of, of where say like in kerala uh we have a general tendency to go and follow the framework say if you are a college student in kerala the general path for you is to uh, complete your college get into some company, start working there, and, uh, or you complete your college, uh, write some PSC or some UPSC examinations, get into some organizations and work there. And that is your ultimate goal. And you uh, decided to deviate from that and create your own own world. So that, that is really inspiring. Do you have any tips or recommendations for, people who are uh, ready to break that framework, who wants to uh, create their own world. Uh, You traveled down that path. So uh, I'm sure people will appreciate uh, getting uh, general tips or recommendations from you on that front.
0: Uh, As a matter of fact, I don't really think it's very special. It's just that it's just anything that Everyone else could have done in my place. It's nothing, there's nothing special about it. If you really like something, you will definitely work hard on it and you get there. There is no point to it. They don't really need tips. Those people who actually reach there or who are planning to reach there, it's in them. You don't really need tip or inspiration from somebody else. And I am a person who actually never really take, I appreciate what people have done. I really admire their work, but I don't really get inspired from uh, people. Uh, from what they say. I mean, I really like good quotes there, but I don't really get inspired. Inspiration should have come from within. Like, if you really like something, you will really work for it. It does not matter. Like, money is not a matter. Your um, situation is not a matter. The circumstances is not a matter. If you have the interest, you will, like, it's a universal truth. I mean, if you have the interest, you will definitely reach that. There is nothing that's actually preventing you from not achieving what you want to do. So, I mean, I I don't even um, like, I don't really have to tell anything around that line. Like if you really like something, if you really want to achieve something, you will find out ways and you will reach there. You don't need inspiration from me or any other thought speakers. You don't need it. It it comes from within. Like if you have that interest in you, it will unveil and it will help you to reach uh, what you're actually looking for. You don't really need motivation from anyone. It's what I would say.
1: Okay, we are moving to the final question of the day before moving to that. uh, Thanks a lot for joining uh, with us today uh, and for all sharing all the interesting stories with us. So the final question is, uh, do you have any message or news or anything for the audience?
0: Be humble, be kind. Sometimes you really can't do it. I mean, it's human to be like that, but try your best to be humble and kind. Um, Also, something I would like to tell people is that before you ask something to people uh, about like ask for help, try your best. You shouldn't really ask people for help or support uh, or uh, anything along that line without trying. The joy that you get by learning something by yourself is much more satisfying than learning something that somebody else tells you. So please, please try from your side, like really, really put effort on what you want to uh, understand. So give it, your, give your heart into it, try everything that you can. And then if you're really stuck, speak to people, uh, look out for help. Otherwise I would say that work hard, you know, have patience,